0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in Victory when There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, what you working for in the blood of the lamb. There is power, power, what you working for. The precious blood of the lamb. Number four. Would you do service for Jesus, your King? There's fire in the blood, fire in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful fire in the blood. There is fire. I have found a friend in Jesus he's everything to me he's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul the lily of the valley in him alone I see all I need to cleanse and make me fully whole in sorrow, he's my comfort. In trouble, he's my stay. He tells me every care on him to roll. He's a lily of the valley. He's a bright and morning star. He's a fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Oh, hallelujah! Praise God. Number three he will never never leave me nor yet forsake me while i live by faith and do his blessed will a wall afar about me i've nothing now to fear with his manna he my hungry soul shall feel then sweeping up to glory to see his blessed face where rivers of delight shall never roll. Oh hallelujah. He's a lily of the valley. He's a bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Oh praise God. He is the lily of the valley. Yes.
1: Well, we've been on a series here of late concerning the wisdom books and uh, we're not going to disappoint you with that today. We're going to continue on with that same theme. Today I want to talk about the wisdom of self-control. If you have your Bibles with you, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 4. We'll also hit Proverbs 23 and then 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. The wisdom of self-control. very practical message. Uh, for each one of us, as followers of Christ, as believers in this world, and uh, we see the wisdom of God from the scriptures that will help us in our walk with God. You know, I look at the world we live in, and the idea of self-control is almost non-existent with many people today. I'm the only one that sees that. Come on, man. We we really do need self-control. Is a good thing. Discipline is a good thing. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. The word disciple and the root of that is discipline. Learners under discipline. You know, if we're going to run a race or an athlete's going to run in a competition uh, in one of the Olympic games, they must discipline themselves in training in order to compete at the level they need to compete at. And we don't compete so that we all get the same prize. I don't know about you, we compete to win the prize. There's only one prize. I don't know about you, I aim to get it. Come on now, hallelujah. <laughs> How
0: many
1: of you ever heard of the children's fable, the tortoise and the hare?
0: That's
1: kind of a famous, we all remember reading that as a child in school. It's the story of a race between a speedy rabbit and a really slow turn. As we can expect, the rabbit jumped out to a real large lead in this race, swollen with pride at his accomplishment. The rabbit decided, well, I got plenty of time. That turtle, he's barely moving. I think I'm going to just take a nap. And as he snoozed, the turtle continued slowly and methodically down the course. Finally passed the rabbit, who later awakened to realize he had fallen behind the turtle. In spite of a last minute sprint by the rabbit, the turtle won in a stunning upset, providing, well, the basis for my point here today, slow and steady wins the race. It doesn't always go to the swift, but the slow and the steady. The rabbit's lack of discipline cost him the win, cost him the race. You know, life really, church, is like a race in many ways. You know, today, these biblical passages we're going to look for, really, they all refer to life as running a race. Traveling down a chosen path, God's laid out for us But really only those who are disciplined on their journey will make it to the finish line it's not how you start it's how you finish, I don't know about you I plan to finish, we all start good, amen glory to God, hallelujah what about 20, 30, 40 years, come on now Only those that remain disciplined will make it to the finish line. Proverbs 25, 28 says this. He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that's broken down and without walls. The NIV says it this way. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. If we're going to make it to the end, And we're going to live a life pleasing to God that bears the fruit that He wants in our lives. We're going to have to have self-control. Can I get an amen? Amen. Before we begin, let's pray. Father, I thank You, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, to be here today. What a wonderful congregation, Lord, that we have here at New Hope Assembly. What a privilege it is for me to stand here before this people, behind this sacred desk. Lord, I need Your anointing to communicate Your Word to Your people. Father, without that anointing, there's nothing that I can do. Empty air and hot air. I need your anointing. Speak through this vessel today, Lord, to your church. Encourage your people. Lord, give us wisdom and understanding as we look into your Word. As we look at the wisdom books. Lord, let it change our lives where we need change. And Lord, I thank you for doing just that. In Jesus' name. Everyone say it. Amen. Amen. We'll look at three points today in the wisdom of self-control. Number one, we need to accept wise counsel. In Proverbs 4, verse 10, we'll begin reading there. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered, and when you run, you will not stumble. He's talking about the pathway of life. I can just see it as an old man speaking to a young man. We can look at the this person as wisdom personified, speaking to the one who needs wisdom. But he's talking to his son. He says, I want to guide you in the way of wisdom. There's a walk that you're in. We're all on a journey with God. We're all on a journey. We... None of us asked to be here, but we're here. Amen? And we're walking and navigating through life. And he's, he's giving instruction to His Son. Amen? How many know we need instruction in our lives in order that we may go the right way? I don't know about you. I, don't, I didn't know God's way until I began reading the Word, until I began talking to other believers, until I began seeing it walked out in other believers' lives. I began to see a contrast between those who were wise and... And those who were not so wise. You know, I began to see that you know when we walk according to God's principles and his precepts and his way, you know, it brings a, a good life, it brings a fruitful life, it brings peace and joy into the life of those who embrace God's way. And and walk under self-control. Look at verse thirteen. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. You know, that's something I wish I had done earlier on in my Christian experience. Come on now. I mean, I I was, I don't know about you, but I I, I knew everything. But didn't know a thing. I knew it all. But really knew very little. When someone tried to instruct, "Ah, that's. I'll do this instead of what they say. And I kept running up against a brick wall. Run, run up against a brick wall. You know you shouldn't do this. That's What first thing I want? I, I do that. Listen to them old people. They just oh, they don't know. They don't understand nothing. They just yes, trying to take all the fun away that. from things. Old oh, man, what's that old man know? He yeah. don't know nothing. He just lived, he just walked, he just walked on that path where you have yet to walk. And he's trying to help you out. Come on now. By saying, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Why don't you do this instead? Well see, the wise person will take that instruction. Come on now. I we have children. <laughs> you have children. And a father or mother, well, they want to try to interject into the child's life some wisdom. Some instruction, correction. And if you have more than one child, you realize they're all very different. Come on now. Some of them are like, oh, okay, Dad, if you say don't do that, I won't do that.
0: <laughs> and it does.
1: Then you got others that say, yeah, I hear what you're saying, and they're going to do it anyway. Come on. <laughs> I'm not naming any names now. Come on. that old man he just don't know what fun is he don't know what he's talking about he's just a bunch of hot air always trying to say don't do this don't do that then we see what happens when they don't follow the instruction come on man Can you pick me up? I'm in a cell block number.
0: <laughs> Y'all, what'd
1: you do? Just what you told me not to do. <laughs> Hello? So hard now, I I, I I did that to my poor mother. Where are you at there, son? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, I'm in the county jail. cuz you, uh... <laughs> What were you doing? Uh, you don't really want to know. <laughs> Instruction, wisdom, walking life on the right path. You know, I don't, We talked earlier in Sunday school about you know the sin nature that's in all of us. You know, as, as believers, we need to crucify the old man. And the, and the affections of the old man and walk in the Spirit and be led by the Spirit. But, you know, there's a time in our life we don't understand that or we don't grasp that concept. You know, we, we have to learn that. Amen? And we learn that often through instruction that we receive from others. We're told here in, in the Proverbs to really to embrace the path of wisdom and to reject the path of evil. Sounds easy, right? What generally gets us in trouble? Us. Paul said, When I want to do good, I find there's a principle that's working inside of me. Evil is present with me. He said, The good that I would do, I don't end up doing. But that which I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Thank God for Jesus. Amen. He is the very wisdom of God. So son, you don't have to go through this. Follow my path. Follow my instruction. You know, God has a pathway for you and I to walk on in our life. He knows exactly where He wants us to go. So if He knows where He wants us to go, it would behoove us to listen to His instructions. Somebody say amen. And this is just a practical message now. Come on. He knows what He wants to get out of our life. You know, He knows the gifts, the talents, the intelligence. He knows everything He's placed in you. And He knows how to extract it out of you. And what will get your maximum benefit is not doing your own thing. but following His instructions. And the Lord, this is what's wonderful about God. How many, how many times does God just kind of come down out of the heavens in a cloud and start talking to you? Know, Roger, I think you need to do... Does God, does God act like... No, 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 no. But you know what He does? He'll put people in your life that know Him, that are seeking Him, that are in a relationship with Him, He'll even put people in your life that don't know Him and you can see a pretty big contrast. Hello? But He wants you to see. He wants, he wants to instruct you. And, and, and you know, I, I look back over my time as a Christian. God has placed people in my life at strategic times that could speak something into my life that I needed to hear. I, or I could see something that I needed to see. Because that's the kind of God that He is. I'm like, I needed that. I remember seeing uh, this brother's just like me. And, and, and this is what he's doing with the Lord and how he's responding. You know, I, I need to emulate that. I need to do that too. I, I've been neglecting some things. I need to try this. Come on, man. You know, that's called wisdom. Wisdom says, I'm going to learn from other people's mistakes. Hello? As a young man, like I say, somebody would say something. No, nah, no, nah, this is what I'm going to do. No, no. Nah, nah, nah. After you got all these knots on your head, and you, you're living around through life. After a while, I'm like, well, let me try that. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Hello. Some folks they still live. They're nine years old. They still living. now I'm going to do what I want to do. Bless God, I'm going. I'm perfect, God bless. I love my brother Dave. He come out the hospital and passed under the tree with a chainsaw on there. I'm like,
0: oh, you out of your mind.
1: Brother, get that out of his boat? Oh, he fell down on the ground, past the chase? Now, I'm hoping, brother, the wisdom dictate he ain't going to do that again. Come on.
0: I don't want to he's hard headed.
1: I mean when when I realized he was alright I couldn't help but laugh (laughs) on my road mercy just had a back operation on my spinal (laughs) column and I'm climbing a tree to trim it in my yard with a chainsaw
0: (laughs) did I just hear
1: you right? did you just say what you...
0: They told him not
1: to do nothing like that. I mean, didn't say that, but. But you know, we we are all that way in some in a sense or another when we look at our lives. example, it's like I don't know what it is. It's something that's inbred in us that's that when God says, "Don't do that," what do we do? We don't want to do it. You can eat of any tree in the garden, except for one: the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Any tree you want. Freely, freely. Just don't touch that one. What'd they do? How many believe we could use self-control? Amen. I gotta have that new dress. Walking by the window, we see it in there on that mannequin. We're like, oh! <laughs> the fellow walks down the sporting goods aisle, he says, that fishing pole, man. I've got 12 of them already. i I got to have that one. <laughs> so, 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 so close to close. I've never met a shotgun on either way. Come on. Oh I never met a purse. I never. <laughs> that's something I never figured out about women now, brother. I mean, how, how many purses do you need? You know what I'm like? I mean?
0: That's
1: a big question. Oh, no, that's in my other purse. I, I keep that in the other. I only got one wallet, man. I just got one wallet, brother. Everything I need is in that wallet. If I don't need it, it ain't in the wallet. Mama got ten handbags, man. <laughs> this is my church one. Uh, this one is the one. This one has this in it. That one has that in it. She was like, I need I need some gum. Can you get some gum? Well, just bought you five. I asked do to do. Oh, they're my other person. But <laughs> so we always, ah, oh, I got to have that. I believe self control is a good thing. Yes, keeps you
0: out of You know of the, the old
1: saying, you get paid on Friday, broke on
0: Monday.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't spend everything over the weekend.
0: Yeah. No control, you
1: technically. <laughs> <laughs> I got two weeks to go, man. I just got paid. I'm broke. What's wisdom say? Self control? Come on. Spread it out a little bit. Discipline a little bit. Amen? Then He goes on. He says, Do not set foot on the path of the wicked, verse 14, but walk in the way of evil men. In other words, don't do like those around you are doing. If they're living a life that's not good and righteous, don't don't live like them. I believe Christians ought not live like the world. Amen. We're, We're not to be like those in the world. We're to be in it, but not of it. Don't set foot on the path of the wicked, or walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it, verse 15. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go your way. I do want to go God's way. Amen? That's it, man. Just shun evil and go God's way. We have a choice in the matter. Somebody say, Amen. We have a choice. You choose to be here today. To hear the word of God, to be under instruction—you choose to be, or you could be doing something else. Amen. Choice is yours. What do you think pleases the Lord? Come on now, somebody help me preach up here today.
0: To go God's way. Amen.
1: I want to go God's way. Now he goes on. He says they cannot sleep. Verse sixteen. Talk about the wicked, and they are robbed of slumber until they make someone fall. Let I mean, know people like that. You ever notice that people that get involved in sin and doing it wrong? They don't want to do it alone. They want to bring somebody along with them. Come on and join me in my mayhem. I don't just want to fall down and hurt myself. Let's all fall down and crash. <laughs> Man, how many drinks have you had already? I've mean, had about 12. Come on, get in the car. Let's go for a ride. We'll all die together. Come on. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Ooh. You can go down a path of self-control or one that's out of control. Do you think the world we live in today is in under control? No. What do we, what's the hallmark of our society right now? Wickedness and violence. Greed. Greed. I mean, we see sin. We see a lack of self-control. I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime, like what I've seen just this past year. Just this past year. Black man shoots another black man, and the white people are responsible for it. racism. Man, I'm getting away from that. Hello, that's not good. But you see what what is at motion there? What's working there? Wickedness, sin. That's the wrong path to be on. You see a lot of these young men caught up in that protest, and we're gonna get in there, and we're gonna just you, you, you know, Eleanor. When we was young, protest was you know you went and marched yeah. and, and, and held up sign. Said, oh, I protest. Yeah today protests, I'm going to go rob a liquor store and <laughs> shoot somebody.
0: <laughs> That's okay.
1: Have we gone from one extreme to the... Gracious man.
0: Gracious.
1: What path are we on? The path is our destruction. nation? Of yes. Destruction. What's the fruit? Well, we've already just read it here. What's the fruit of doing that? Destruction. Utter destruction. There's nothing good going to come out of that. Now you mind your own business. You live for God, and you're gonna have peace. Notice the evil—they're they, robbed of their slumber. They can't sleep. They got—they got to devise things that they can get involved in to, to bring things down. You think the devil's out there sleeping? Not a—not a bit, man. You and I—we can sleep like a baby, knowing that God is in control and He's gonna have His way. Amen. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. You and I as believers, were to walk in self-control or reject that. Secondly, we're to practice self-discipline. If we turn over to Proverbs 23, and that's a large book with a lot of good wisdom sayings in it, and this one kind of hits on uh, substance and abuse in different ways, and that's a pretty big hallmark of our society as it relates to self-control. Uh, we're going to see the results of excess and then the results of self-discipline. And of course, we're talking about self-control today, amen. Chapter 23, verse 20. Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat. Somebody said, oh, man, What's that? What is he talking about there? So it's all passengers going to start talk, talking about wine. we we'll going to start talking about drinking alcohol and things. Huh? I'm going talk about eating food too. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you think some of us might have a little problem in the area of the and causes someone there? Help me, Lord. Yes, that's true. Well, if I got a finger pointing at you, I got, what, three more pointing back my way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not pointing anything out. But I think we can all agree when we look at these scriptures that these are issues that really hurt us in our life in our society. Amen. And we do well to walk in self-discipline and be self-controlled. That would be wise. I, I don't know about you. I try. I am trying. Trying to watch what I eat, trying to watch what I put. uh, trying to take better care of myself. Why? Because I see the results of not doing that. Of not being in control. Amen? And a big sin too. Absolutely. Well, that's what we're we're, we're looking at. And and really, anything out, the Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So, uh, look at what he says here. Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat for drunkards and gluttons. Ooh become poor and drowsiness clothes closed them in rags. What is he really talking about here? People that have lost their ability to control themselves. Hello? You know, I, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I've I, I, you know, I, I committed all these. Okay, <laughs> I mean, as a young man, I didn't just drink a little bit. You know, some "Well, you know, have, a, have a have a couple drinks, and then stop." I would have a couple dozen drinks, and, you know. Sort of like eating a. Uh, I love e- I eating. How many like eclairs? Come on. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Sorry, eclairs.
0: can one. You have
1: one eclair once in a while is okay to sit down and eat 12 of them at one time
0: you got a problem
1: hello but see what is what is the problem? The problem is self-control. Our self be, can become out of control amen and uh, that's what God is talking about here don't you know a little of something good is good. But too much of something is not good. Amen? I think we could probably all agree on that. Verse 22, Listen uh, listen to your Father who gave you life. Do not despise your mother when she is old. Why do you think God admonishes us to listen to those who brought us into this world? To our elders? you think there's a reason for that? A good reason for it? I, I believe so. Um, don't despise it don't 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 not pay attention to what they're saying you know we we live in a culture in the united states really has done a disservice to the elderly and to those who are older in our society we tend to minimize uh culturally We, we, we worship youth we worship youth and You go know, to different cultures? I, I think of the Japanese culture for one. They they venerate they the older people, the Chinese. They venerate their Ow, elders.
0: What, why does
1: the Bible tell mom. them not to despise? Don't despise your mother when she's old. Listen to me, Father. they walk where you haven't walked, they've experienced things you haven't experienced. And truly, when you look at or think about it. Who really loves you more than your mama and your dad? You think about that for a minute. I know God does. Your mother and father care about you. They love you. That's why they try to help you by instructing you, by giving you their advice. And we're not to be foolish and say, "That that what do they know? They don't know nothing. they all crazy. They, they don't have no life. And I don't know, when we're younger, we tend to think that way. But I think as we ourselves way we're, we I, I, we're missing our folks. Amen. Some of them, they're not around anymore. They knew what they were talking about, didn't they? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, they they had some wisdom. Uh, that we could use. And really, that's what God's saying. Realize, they're, they're there for you. They're still around. They're still important to us in our lives to listen to, to be receive instruction from. Look at verse 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes... Keep my ways. Talking about wisdom. Get a hold of it. It'll bless you. It'll help you. It'll get you to the end that you want to, to, to reach the finish line. Look what he says here. For a prostitute is a deep pit, and a wayward wife is a narrow well. It's talking about you can't can't draw anything out. You go. You, you don't have a you don't have a wife. And you just visiting prostitutes? You will fall in a pit. Not a good thing. So I say, Amen. Come on. The wife who's cheating on you—well, that's that's a narrow well. You can't draw from her. You know, you can't trust her. It don't go down very deep, does it? I mean, would like to draw from a narrow well. I want a wide well. I want one I can. Come on now. Talk about relationships here. What the results of excess are? Self discipline. Those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls of mixed wine, don't don't gaze at the wine when it's red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smooth. In the end, it bites like a snake and it poisons like a viper. Why does so many of us in, in our society get involved with sexual sins, whether it's but here it talks about prostitution. And it talks about unfaithfulness. Why do people get involved? If, why do people drink to excess? When the Scripture says, like, you know, don't, don't do that. You know, there is a simple reason for that. Because it's enjoyable. Hello?
0: I like all that throuder.
1: It's pleasurable. There's something perverse in that. Hello? When you think about it. Do you think people would do things that's that's not pleasurable? But, notice what he says here. He says it's like... Let me find my place here. I'm sorry. It bites like a snake and poisons like a viper. You know, in other words, to go down that path, to not keep yourself under control, your vessel, your life under control, to go down the path of excess, it's like being bit. It's like to have a viper bite you. Like a copperhead just snaps you. What happened? It's like poison. Gets it begins to go all in your body. You become poisoned. You're like, wow! I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't vote for that. I didn't expect that to happen. It was fun while it lasted. I kicked some had, had a wonderful time. I was during the life of the party. <laughs> Next morning, I'm like, oh my. God. I Can I get up? Oh, good. live a live good life, live right. Do do what God says. Man, you lay down at night. Yeah. You wake it up, Lord, hallelujah, back before a new day. <laughs> Ain't got to hit. i to go going to work as a Christian. You get in there on a Monday. Man, the dudes all in there like, man, be quiet, man. The loud noises in the day. All hung over and hurt. Man, we're going out tonight after work. We're going to come we're going to tie one on tonight. I'll go right ahead. And I see the results. Hello. The next day. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't pay. I've seen guys they had a different woman every night. I said, man, why don't you go home to your wife? You got a nice wife. Why don't you go home to your wife? <laughs> but she don't know any of her. <laughs> Always ends in bad things. Always. Amen. Discipline. Thirdly and lastly, we need to be temperate in all things. Temperance speaks of being in a strict mode of training, temperance. If we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we'll see the Apostle Paul giving some instructions. And of course, he likens the Christian life to a, a race, a course that we're on. That's kind of what we're talking about here. The tortoise and the hare. I've known a lot of people in my lifetime, and I'm sure if the Lord tarries, I'll, I'll know a whole lot more. And I've been around some very impressive people in the business world, some very smart folks, some guys who had some education, people who had uh, some talents and abilities that were well beyond my own, you know. And I've watched with a discerning eye. I believe God gives us wisdom, amen. I've seen men ruin their lives, literally, over these things. I, I had a fellow. That owned the printing business, I worked for when I was in my twenties. I had just become a Christian a few years earlier, and I worked there. And everyone knew I was a Christian. And he was 53 years old when he died. His father had owned the business, and then he he had the business, and he was a I, I mean alcoholic was was would be a light term. Uh, he drank that you know hard whiskey every day. I mean. Just bottles of it. And what was amazing about the guy originally when I first met him, but I worked there about three years, and uh, I was learning how to run machines. And there were many printers and many, many different kinds of types of machines. But he had an old letter press in the back, and I was trying to run that, and we do some certificates on there. And that's a hand press, old school, real old style. And it turned that thing on, and it's big cast iron parts that move together, just like that. You put a piece of paper in with one hand, and then you take it out with the other. Put another one in while the second move. And the, and the owner come in, and he was, was. I was working late. it was like seven o'clock at night. I had been there a couple of hours already trying to finish the job. And he he had been drinking. I mean he was. Hell boy, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. Okay? <laughs> He's swaying, you know. Let me show your He put it, and the machine run off a rheostat. And he walked over on that wall, man, and turned that rheostat up. That, that machine was just just going like that. And I'm thinking, no, sir, I'll be all right. No, be on, let me your walked over that machine, man, and he fed that thing in and out, man, like he was nothing. He knew his his stuff. The moral of the story, a year later he was dead, the cirrhosis of the He just slung and popped out like that. cut his life short. I worked for others who had women coming through. You know, these guys had yachts and had money. we were gonna fly down to Florida over the weekend and we're gonna party and we're gonna, you know, <laughs> living it up. And, and so you know, they lost everything. You know, see, when we see things, that's how the enemy will come to us often. He makes something look good. <laughs> don't you wish you had what you know they had? It, don't you? Oh, why would they we we never had very much of anything? Thank you. I've always been a hard-working man. She'll tell you that. i worked my tail off, But never had nothing. What she would say would be valuable, you know. But I have my integrity. I have four children that serve the world. Amen. You know. And I, hopefully I have God who says, I'm pleased with you, son. Don't always go by what things look like on the outside can't do that. That's a mistake. You need to be temperate in all things. Remember that as you go through life. First Corinthians 9.24 Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Paul's telling us as the church, he said, run. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Now we're... Uh, Told today that that with that common core teaching, young people, young kids are taught today, you're gonna to get a prize just for showing up, Robin. Just show up, we'll give you a prize. You don't even have to do anything. We'll give you a prize for being here. We're all gonna get the same. We get the same reward, the same prize. Is that, is that how God is? He said, "I'll reward every man according to his works." That's not really fair if you think about it. Can you imagine you you go to school and you do a project and you you put your effort into it and somebody else just kind of shows up. I didn't do it. Well, both of you get a blue ribbon, man. Isn't that wonderful? That's the kind of world we're in today. What does it teach young people? I don't have to achieve anything. I don't have to do anything. I just need to just show up. And I'm a part of the winning
0: team.
1: When I was a kid, we competed. Now today, a you know, big thing is football. We play baseball. <laughs> baseball was my thing. And I hate to lose. I mean, it's just all this. <laughs> I don't want to lose enough. You're going you to play marbles, man. I'm going to win. If I'm not going to win, I'm going to smack somebody in the head. I'm winning the game. Come on. I don't like losing. Well, where do you, If you don't compete, you don't learn how to proceed. Losing teaches you what? How to be better. How to be better. Man, I remember trying to play and baseball. I played we had what they call Babe Ruth Lee. And it was looked six years old all the way through 12. I played every year. I'd get up every day and I'd try to hit that ball and it played a couple of, things. a hundred mile an hour. i go there whoa! Couldn't hit that thing to save my life. And my dad, oh, son, just you know, keep eye on the ball, coordination, you know, look at the step into it. I get up and I strike out and you hear the dudes on the bed, I don't care if I strike out at the kid that's all they can do is strike out. Now kid, today, they do that, they just go home and cry. Oh, I
0: struck out, (laughs) mommy, I struck out, I didn't hit the ball and everybody laughed at me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But <laughs> well, that's why son, you a winner. You're a winner. Let me give you a prize. You at least showed up on the field.
0: <laughs> i <I'm special. laughs>
1: My father would be like, you know what Why can't you hit the ball? You make the whole family look stupid. Don't forget that. I got to get back up to the plate. Come on, man. By the second year or so, I, I could hit the ball farther than anybody on the team. I couldn't run no good at all. Parents, parents be on the, sitting on long chairs, you know, watching all the kids play. i hit the ball just out of sight. Almost get thrown at it first, you know what I mean? like parents like, hey, look at the side. Wow. They're like. good you camera, <laughs>
0: I'm full out, baby!
1: <laughs> I just figured I had to hit it out into the uh, tree line out there, and then I, I, I'm okay. You know, they can't find it. Well, you don't quit. You keep at it. You keep trying until so you excel. And I became a very good baseball player and was known by my peers as a good, when, they, when they, we go to school, junior high or whatever, pick 15, I want Jerry on my own. I want him to be on my what Why? When just a few years earlier, I couldn't hit the ball. I didn't quit. I didn't, I didn't give up. First time I was asked to preach. I got up, man. I was like.
0: <laughs>
1: five words. That would y'all know y'all I wish you could do that now. Five words and that was it. Amen. I am like, oh God. He's going to call me the priest, but I can't. Wait, 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 wait. I had to buy something. I had to try. I had to keep on, you see. when yeah, we walk with God. We've got to persist. We've got to keep trying. He puts us on the track, but we have to run the race. Oh, come on, man. That's good preaching. He puts us on the track, but we have to run the race. We have to be putting out our effort. And, and He'll help us. Everyone who competes, verse 25, in the games goes into strict training. In other words, they, they put themselves under discipline. They practice. They try. They they go through training so that when they get into a real situation, their training kicks in. Robin, when you go out to put out a fire, and if you've had no training at all, what do you do when you go to a fire? and a house is on fire. Well, I took <laughs> We'll go right by some buckets. Uh, we'll, we'll run down to the creek and maybe the next one or neighbor will let us use his hose or something. May... Well, you have a tanker truck with you, right? Come on now. Well, I don't know how to work the hose. How do you stick the hose on? How do you get the water out of the truck, man? Got a couple hundred gallons here. I don't even know how to get it out How do you do that, Robbie? Tra- you go in the train, you to use the proper equipment. You know, I don't know how to get this hat on, right? And the... You might not have got it the first time. Come on. Well I going to put these oxygen tanks and this bathroom? on, climb up these stairs and get onto the third floor or whatever. And- how the heck do you do that? How do you do that, Rob? You just get in there and do it, right? Do you always win the first shot through? Somebody a little wiser might say, hey son, you need to do this next time. Try this. Hey, when you get in there and, there, and there's smoke in the bit you know, you need to get loved. You're walking a little too high. You need to get there. Robbie would be like, oh, who do you think you are? I what would happen? Robbie would be dead with hello, he? Who's that creature thinking he is telling me I need to... I've been to do some black. Come on. I've learned the hard way. Don't despise. Remember, we're in a race. We're in training. We're trying to compete, amen, for Jesus. Strict training. Now, notice what Paul says about the athletes, the, the competitive games of his time. That's what he's using as an illustration in contrast to the Christian life that you and I are living. He says, they do it to get a crown that will not last. When they were crowned as a winner in, in the games of Paul's day, the winner would receive a, a wreath of leaves, laurel leaves, that they would wear around their head. You've seen that in some of the older movies and things. But the leaves don't stay green and beautiful but so long. What happens? They get old, they wither. They, they turn brown, they, they deteriorate. A perishable crown. Paul was saying when, what we're going through, the trials, the testing, the disciplines, this life is for real. The life you and I are living right now, church, right now today is, is for keeps. This is for the whole ball of wax, man. Whether you know it or not today, you, say, well, you look around, there's a lot of people missing today. There's only a few here today. You know what? We're in competition. We're in training. for This is an eternal bag we're involved in. The Christian life. And we're not going to get, when it's over, a perishable crowd, but one that will not perish. Oh, hallelujah. And what does God ask of us? Not what we cannot do, simply what we can do. Now, when I got up as a kid to hit the baseball, I wasn't very good at it. I lacked the coordination, the I and foot, whatever you want to call it. But because I persisted, I got a down pat. Through practice, through try, through discipline, not in the game, but outside the game. When I, when I got in the game, I put that to use and was able to compete. Was I the best baseball player the world had ever seen? Absolutely not. But I became the best I could be. And that's really all God wants for many of us. Yeah. You know, I don't know that I could be a, a good Christian like so and so, like God's not asking you to be like someone else. He just wants you to be yourself. And when we accept that, we're like, alright, let me try. Folks that don't even want to show up, don't want to, well, you know, I don't think I'll sing because, you know, I'm, I, uh, well, why not? Well, I don't think I'll contribute. Well, well, why
0: not?
1: I don't think I'll just, you know... uh, When we say, Lord, take whatever I have. Take the, the gifts that You've given me. Help me to compete. Help me to run that race in a way that pleases You. You'll be amazed what God can do with your life and through your life. We're competing for a crown that will last forever. Verse 26, Therefore I do not run... Like a man running aimlessly, I don't fight like a man beating the air. No, he says, I beat my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. Here we see him talking about a man running aimlessly. You know, many people today. Sadly, many Christians today live their life as Christians aimlessly. It's just, let me just get up and see what today brings. Or I think I'll do this today. I think tomorrow I'll, I'll I'll do this. You know, there's no aim. There's no goal. It's just kind of, I'll do whatever I... Who's Lord of your life? When you live in that way, He's not Lord of your life. Okay? You are. When you're living aimlessly. Paul says like putting a runner on a track and they just start running in whatever direction they want to go in. Is that really what it's like? No, God has a direction. He has a purpose. He has a plan for us. And when we pursue Him, He makes sure that we get on that track, on that course. And of course, we'll be tempted to get off or maybe like the hare, we'll be tempted to kind of be lulled to sleep and not finish that course. But we need to be persistent. We need to use the wisdom of self-control Stay on course. Amen. Keep plugging at it. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, when you when you go to church, it seems like, well, things ain't hopping and happening like they should. Just keep going. Keep going. I don't know how many hairs we're going to pass, but we're going to get across that finish line. Come on now. There's a lot that are faster that are asleep. We're not going to be asleep. We're going to walk. We're going to keep deliberately moving toward the goal. And that's how we need to live our lives as Christians. No, not aimlessly. We're on a course. We have a destination, a finish line. I don't know if you it, that's where my eyes are focused on, that finish line. And he talks about a fighter. He talks about those in the games that are competing, fighting. You think a fighter gets in the ring It just walks out into the ring and starts throwing punches everywhere? Absolutely not. He's looking on end of the left here a little... We'll Upper cut here, go to right, maybe a jab, even set him up for the right. Come on. He's trying to win. He's employing every tactic that he has to win that to win that fight. And you know, you and I as believers, that's how we should live our Christian life. Can I get a witness? Amen. We're to run to win. We're to fight to win. We're to run and fight with focus, discipline. Amen. All oh, hallelujah. You know, in this world that we live in, people view freedom as an opportunity to live however they want. That's all work. They pursue whatever passions and desires they have. This lack of restraint is evident in the lives of those whom the world idolizes. Just look around. Turn on your TV. Famous men and women who flaunt their permissive and promiscuous lifestyle Sadly, these lifestyles often lead to various types of bondage, addictive behaviors, and deep emptiness. What movie star is getting divorced this week? What starlet is doing? Who's shacking up with who for the 10th time? Who has millions and millions of dollars but really has no happiness or peace? Just look around. It's, It's everywhere. In contrast, the Bible teaches that the fruit of the Spirit, and that's in Galatians 5.23, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. True freedom comes the way the Gospel sets people free to choose. I've been set free to choose to live within moral boundaries. Christians understand that they no longer have to be enslaved by our own passions or desires. We don't have to be ruled by them. But, contrastly, by God's power and by his Holy Spirit, each one of us can live within the boundaries of God's blessings instead. Amen.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom?